was on the road and I got a, an email from a customer who had had a bad experience with a product from that she bought from a store. And I, and so I quickly emailed her back and was like, Hey, oh my God, I'm so sorry. This is horrifying for me. Like I'm literally driving around here in Southern California where, you know, like, where do you live? I'll come to your house right now and bring you product. And she like, she emailed me back and like thought I was lying. And she's like, okay, LOL. Like here's my address. And I like, showed up like in 10 minutes and I like emailed her and I was like, I'm in your driveway. Welcome to the Startup CPG podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Freitag. If you've been on LinkedIn in the last year, chances are you've seen pictures of a green van making its way around the country, spreading the good word about forage. I was lucky enough to meet up with founder Parker Olson when he came through Portland in the forage van, and I think it's the only time I've been elated to receive food from a stranger out of a van. Forage's first product line is a functional granola that's low sugar, crispy, delicious, and also packed with the power of mushrooms. Parker's energy and creativity are unparalleled, and I'm so excited for you to be able to be inspired by his journey so far. Listen in as Parker shares about stories featuring airplane competitions, swimming and driving to customers, and a night in jail as an alleged pirate, exciting new launches in select Kroger banners and Sprouts, how to find someone named Jared who also wants to live in a green van and drive around the country, international opportunities that Parker's evaluating, Forge's new digital product suite, and more. And on the digital product note, Parker's team gave me access to the digital part of their 30-day brain power-up program, and it's been really fun. I'm over two weeks in, and I look forward to each day's challenge. I'm excited to see what else the Forge team develops in this area. Without further ado, let's hear from Parker. Hi, Parker. Welcome to the show today. So happy to have you here. How are you today? Feeling good. Uh, as, as I just mentioned, my partner in crime, old Jay, Jared, just got back from living out of the Forge van for the past two months. So that's pretty exciting. I'm excited to say what's up to him after this. Yeah, amazing. And I, I feel so honored that I've gotten to meet both you and Jared with the Forage van out in the wild when you've been driving through Portland. So that's so fun to now get to connect and report a, uh, record a podcast. So this is awesome. Yeah. I think you're the only one in the industry that like that we chat that like, we've hung out with both collectively with the van. So that's pretty that's pretty special. Yeah. Wow. I feel yeah. That makes me feel uh, pretty cool. <laughs> well, I would love. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about Forage to start us off? Yeah. Um, yeah. As, as you mentioned earlier, my name is Parker and I'm the founder of Forage. Uh, we're building a holistic cognitive health platform. So today we sell uh, packaged food goods uh, with essential brain nutrients in them, primarily derived from mushrooms. Um, so our flagship product line is, is a functional granola concept, like a loose bag of granola. And we're working on like a meal replacement bar and salty snack mix and some other things right now, which is super exciting. And then recently, I've kind of been developing this other cool part of the business, which is more around like think about ways and um, ways to exercise the brain, right? So a cognitive health platform to, to me that includes both like nutrition and exercise. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's super interesting to like hear you talk about, you know, kind of platform thinking. And so c can you tell us a little bit about what your current like, you know, food product skews are and then tell us a little bit more about the digital pieces? Yeah, yeah. So right now, you know, on market, we have 
like a loose bag of, of granola, right? Like similar to like a kind or um, like a, I guess, Nature's Valley or Purely Elizabeth um, type concept. And it has these, it, it has basically mushrooms in it from like an extract slash powder format um, that, that, that actually help provide the base blocks for, for your brain cells to grow. Um, so we use two mushrooms, one of, one of which is lion's mane, maybe some people have heard of it. We also use this, this vitamin D brown button mushroom, uh, which is super, super cool, kind of exciting. It's, it's a proprietary mushroom that um, a company in Monterey Mushrooms developed. Um, so that's like what we sell in market. Um, and just as, you know, as we've started to, to more holistically look at you know, okay, what what are we trying to do here? You know, what are we selling? What are people intrigued by? Like, what's the outcome people are, are seeking, you know, maybe when they're purchasing our product, right? It's like, okay, maybe they're trying to have a better memory, let's say. Like, let's just use that as an example. Um, sure, like, the brain is, is like the body, right? So like, you know, you need to give it proper nutrition, but you also need to exercise it. And, and like for us, like right now, like what we're providing is, is more of just this like nutrition standpoint, right? And it's, it's kind of a newer concept, like a functional food idea. Um, so the idea of evolving forward from more of just a functional food brand into like a cognitive health platform is trying to provide like holistic um, holistic products to help that consumer really get to that end goal, right? So maybe again, coming back to the earlier example, consumers like, oh, I think I know like why, you know, I'm interested in lion's mane because I think it can help me, you know, improve my memory. Great. So I'm going to maybe buy this product. I'm interested in this product. Great. They start buying the product. We also want to be able to provide assets and ways for, for that same person to exercise their their brain to similarly help them improve their memory. Right. Yeah, that's really interesting. And for you, if I'm remembering correctly, you got down this path of kind of, you know, figuring out all these amazing functions of mushrooms through playing with different diets for yourself and participating in Ironman. Is that right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know, Jesse, sometimes I'm like, I don't even, I don't know. I just think I'm absurd in so many ways. Some, some days, um, I, I, I spent in 2018, I, I decided I would, I would go and I'd try being vegan for 30 days because I didn't really understand totally why people were vegan outside of people who like genuinely cared about the environment. And that was the reason, right? I was like, why are people vegan who just think like, I want to be vegan because I think vegan is better than other, you know, dietary, um, regimens. So I went vegan for 30 days. And felt different by the end of that 30 days. And so I re I basically like did a random experiment or this 18 month experiment on myself where every single month I tried a different nutritional regimen. And the month that I felt best was the month that I um, was supplementing with um, some of these like medicinal or functional mushrooms every day. Um, and that was really interesting to me. So I kind of dove into the research and, and my, my traditional academic background is in neuroscience. And, and I, so I, I understand some of like the neuroscience behind like psychedelics, for example, but didn't really understand it behind more of these like medicinal, totally legal mushrooms that don't get you high. Uh, so I dove into the research and found like really compelling research about some of like the, the nutrients that, that that they can provide both for like your body and, and being anti-inflammatory, but, but most specifically around the brain and, and around cognition. Um, so I got really into that and I joined, you know, the Mycological Society here in Seattle, which is the largest mycological society in, in the States and became a board member there for two years and, and became convinced like these mushrooms can help with some of these low hanging health concerns. How do we get them into people's diets um, was, was sort of the initial thesis. Right. And how how did you go from that to like when when you gave me a bag of your granola and I brought it home, you know, my household was like, "Ooh, granola with mushrooms. Like, I don't know what that's going to taste like. I'm like, no, no, just taste it. And then like 
you know, my spouse tasted it and he's like, this doesn't taste like mushrooms. This tastes like just insanely delicious granola. And I'm like, right, that's the point. Like, how did you go from that to a product that is getting these things in people's diets, but tastes incredible? Yeah, it's all super fair questions. Uh, a lot of failed attempts. I mean, at the very beginning, I had another job and was just like putting it in my oatmeal at work. And I was like, you should try this. Like, like it's an easy way to get it into your diet. And and for me, like, I, I just have, a, I don't know, like I'm, I, I feel like I kind of have like this ADHD where I just like trying to like solve problems in, 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 in unique ways or always am looking for solutions to things. So it started when I was first preaching about like mushrooms and getting them into people's diets. And most of the people that heard that were people I was working with, my colleagues and my friends. And they were like, cool, Parker, we don't care. Like, I'm not interested. I don't want to like eat your stupid mushroom. And then I was like, okay, well, let me, let me put it into this oatmeal. And like, now like try a bite, try a bite. And, you know, people like would be like, no, or like hesitantly try a bite. And then someone, someone was like, oh, that's, yeah, like, I don't even, it's not even in there. Like, that's cool. Like, I would eat that. And I was like, oh, cool. And then that sort of evolved into like a granola concept. And I was bring, making it in my kitchen and bring it into the office. And then it just spiraled out of control, really. Like it really genuinely spiraled out of control. And then we started working with a um, food scientist on trying to like, how do we develop like a granola concept that like does a really great job at tasting really great, but, but you know, you're not just loading it with sugar. Cause that was kind of another thing for me out going through all the dieting was like, sugar is bad. Like when you eat a lot of sugar, you don't feel good. Um, and we worked for, I don't know, three to six months on, and basically like the outcome was figuring out that like, Hey, like if we pair coconut oil with like tastefully with with really potent spice it kind of recreates this sweetness and like does a great job at creating an awesome flavor and also just like you can't taste the mushrooms like it's awesome and so that's kind of how we how we fell into that into that uh, to that i don't know lane right and i think what's really fascinating about you and your team is just the way that you engage with consumers and to hear you talk about kind of you know this as a platform and the products being part of it like was getting to this place of thinking about maybe some of these digital elements, was that from consumer feedback and engaging with people and learning like what they found valuable in the product? Like how, you know, how did you kind of get from, I have a physical product to then thinking out of it as more of a, you know, thinking through the digital pieces? Yeah. To me, like it comes back to like, yeah, like what is the outcome, right? Like uh... Every, you know, like people are eating things for certain outcomes or they're doing things for certain outcomes, whether like conscious or, or subconscious. And, and yeah, I'd heard, you know, like a lot of consumers are like, yeah, I've been learning about Lion's Man and how great it is for the brain. And I'm so excited. Like, this is an easy way for me to get into my diet. And, and of course, on the other side, Jesse, like there are just people who are like, I really just like the granola and this is mm-hmm. awesome. And like, yeah, the health benefits, great, like super cool. Um, and so for, for me, it's like, okay, how can we double down on those consumers who are really like really into our product for our, for our, our specific differentiator? And those are the people who are like, I really like this because I like getting these mushrooms into my diet because I believe they help me with X. And X is, is typically around brain function. We've also developed like a really cool um, organic online traffic source through blog content where like we bring, you know, close to, it's like between 30 and 40,000 unique users to our website a month who are searching like, Lion's mane cognition, um, mushroom brain health, um, lion's mane versus Adderall, um, ADHD, functional mushrooms. Um, and so again, it's all like cognitive focus and this is traffic that we're already driving and there's a lot of intrigue here. And so it, it was, it was more of a step back and like, you know, we're, we're sort of validating. We have like a V1 in the market on some of these brain games of like, Hey, like this is a cool way to continue to, to try and hit that outcome. Um, right. And so, yeah, it's, it's been through kind of understanding like what are consumers searching for? Like, what is that overall outcome that they want? Um, and then lastly, a, a little bit more like market research, right? Like I, I assume if you, have you heard of Wordle? 
Yes. Yep. Yeah. Like people like this sense of like, oh, like this is a daily kind of fun thing. I feel like this is helping me in X, Y, or Z way. And so like, how can you continue to provide that type of experience around your brand? Um, There's another brand that I think does it really well. Have, Have you heard of Rise Superfood? It's a mushroom coffee. Yes. Yeah. Have you, have you seen like their mindfulness app? No, I haven't, but that I will have to check that out and link it in the show notes. Yeah. And I'm, uh, used to be pretty, pretty friendly with their founder and, and, and they do this thing where it's like, yeah, like they, they sell a subscription of mushroom coffee. And then every single day they send a prompt around, like, it's, it's like a mindfulness prompt to their consumers. And, and like, it's been this really awesome way to like really engage a consumer. And it's like, it makes, it transforms the relationship from a, cons- you know, from a consumer standpoint to being, oh, this is a transactional good that I consume to like, wow, this is, this is a brand that really positively impacts my life. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. And I would be, remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about the origin of your van journey that you're known on LinkedIn and everywhere for. Can you tell us a little bit about about van life? And then since, you know, you mentioned Jared just getting back, like I want to talk about, you know, kind of having another team member do that. But start us off by telling us about, you know, about the trip the trip that you took. Yeah. So as everybody knows who's likely listening to this to this podcast, like Getting into retail and distribution is challenging. And like the biggest challenge in my point of view is like, there's just so much noise. Like you have to stand out. Um, that is like such a challenge. And especially during COVID when everybody just sat behind their screens and was like, oh, like, look at my email X person, you know? And then it's like, oh, should I email them again? They didn't respond. Like, I don't know. I don't want to bother them. And there's just, there's, there's a lot of challenges. And so one of our early investors, he, him and his brother built their business by literally like banging on doors in like the late 90s. And he's a huge believer of this like traditional sales approach. And I kind of am too. Like, I definitely like love it. Like, I think you have to get in front of people. Like, I think as well, like for, for a brand that, that we're trying to build and like neighbor, in order to show that passion, like it's in person can be so powerful. So um, uh, fast forward and I was, you know, sharing a warehouse space with another brand um, in Seattle. It's called uh, Neptune Fish Snacks. Are, are you familiar with them, Jesse? I am. Yeah. 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 Like Nick Mendoza and, and Jesse. Um, and anyways, they, he had pulled up one day in this like Japanese import van. And I was like, damn, that thing is so cool. Was it really expensive? He's like, no, dude, they're super affordable because the wheels on the other side of the car. And so like, not a lot of people want to buy them. And like, they're imported for like pennies. And and then like the guy fixes them and like, he's really awesome. And so I was like, okay, cool. And I went and checked it out. And what most people actually don't know about my journey, Jesse, is I was planning on going around the US and I had bought this like $2,500 like pop-up camper thing addition to put on my old car. Uh-huh. And I was actually living out of that for like a little bit. And before that, I was living out of a tent in my backyard for two years. I threw up my bed and then that was so we could use my bedroom as our like, basically like our warehouse and like slash office. And that's a whole other story. But uh, so yeah, so I went to this Japanese importer and I found this pop-up camper van. Like, you know, you hit a button and like the roof comes up and there's like a canvas tent on the top. Um, I outfitted it with like a little memory foam mattress and I got in and, and I was living on, on the road for a year driving to like different retailers and distributors and just trying to build like retail distribution from the ground up um, just in different regions where, where, where we had kind of access to distribution. So like went down through Southern California, spent some time in the Rocky Mountains, like a little time on the East Coast. Um, and then I looped back down through South. We had a cool opportunity through like Publix is Greenwise. And all the while, just see like, I'm, you know, leverage that as an opportunity, obviously, of course, like a branding opportunity and and a showcase opportunity to say like, Hey, like, I'm so passionate about this, I will drive a 1000 miles to come meet you. 
but also sampling product and meeting customers and really trying to get that like raw intense feedback on our concept and on our product, like one-on-one with customers, right? Um, so it, it afforded the ability to do both. I just had to sacrifice my, my life for a year, but who cares, right? It's, I feel like the value that came out of that was was really exceptional. Yeah. Wow. And then how do you... How did you find Jared? Because it's one thing to say, I, as the founder of a company, am going to live out of a van for a year. You know, then how do you find someone that's like, you know what? I'm also up to live in a van and go and spread, you know, spread the word about our brand. Like, you know, how did that connection happen? Yeah. So I I met Jared at a out of Publix uh, grocery store down in Florida and I was uh, I was sampling and in comes, in comes Jared. And he's like, dude, I saw your van out front. That's the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. And and he's like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, what is this? And I told him about the product. And, and he goes, oh, that's so cool. He goes, dude, I was coming in here to buy both mushrooms and granola. <laughs> and I'm like, no way. And um, and so we, we, we really hit it off for like 10 minutes like not even like five minutes and he's like how do i do what, what you're doing and i'm like dude do you want a job and he's like uh like yeah like this seems super exciting i like, love this brand i love this concept the product's really great and i was like okay cool like you want to demo like tomorrow and he's like uh sure and, and, and i think that's how it goes he either demo the next day or the next week and i like set him up and was like okay cool like yeah dude we'll just we'll, you know we'll see how you do like i'll get you set up you got your food handler's license but like awesome and jared was like so excited and like that excitement we we, we only met for like 20 minutes and we worked together for like six months and the next time I saw him, he he had already picked up the van and was living out of it for six weeks. And I briefly saw him. And then the next time I saw him after that was he moved to Seattle and moved into our office. Wow, that's amazing. So there was just sort of this like instantaneous uh, uh, connection. And like, you can see it in the kid's eyes. Like he was, was just incredibly passionate. And I mean, you've met him, you, you know about Jay. Yeah. He's He's, he's just an exceptional human. Yeah, I was I was telling you before we pressed record that when I met both you and then got to meet Jared, I was like, I'm just so glad that the two of you met and like get to work on things together because the energy, you know, Jared's energy, your energy is just so awesome. So it's so exciting to and a good reminder, I think that like when you're demoing and out meeting people like you just never know who you're going to meet. You might meet your next star employee. You might meet your next investor like you just never know mm-hmm. who you're going to meet out in the world. Totally. And that, you know, I know we've, we've talked about it briefly of like different things we'll do to like unique ways we'll like engage with customers or sample product. And like that type of thinking is, is, is partially what drives that, that behavior. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I, I, sometimes I wish I could like record interactions of just Jared and I, and we just like get excited looking at each other and just like, we'll just yell these like funny and just like energetic <laughs> remarks at each other and it's just so much fun we, we just have a blast together that's amazing speaking of uh some of those other stories like are there you know i think there's one some involving like you know airline rides like what are some other stories that you can share of just kind of some interesting customer interactions that you've had or that you've created intentionally yeah so the reality is it's like you can be a really successful you know, consumer brand, like if you drive like really, you know, a small, a relatively small amount of like really loyal customers. The other, the other, I guess, general thesis that I believe to be true is like when you, when you create a special experience for an individual, like they want to tell their friends about it. 
and like everybody listens to their friends. And so I guess always have taken the mindset of like, you should always look for unique ways to like make people feel special and like provide a, a really unique like experience to get your brand or, or whatever you're trying to do in front of a consumer, right? Like everybody's used to like all these ads over Instagram or like different ways that, that like traditional channels that people are marketing to consumers and it just becomes noise, like complete noise. And so I feel like just having that approach, like I've, I've just always sort of been in my mind, I'm like, okay, like how can I just like be getting product in front of consumer or like getting new people to try our product or, or tell people new about new people about our product and that just feels like it's always like subconsciously sort of exists in my mind um and then on the flip side i feel like my personality is like i <laughs> i just like like to do things that i find entertaining myself and like kind of funny and absurd like i, I feel like everybody follows this like unwritten societal structure and rule and like i kind of hate it and like i'm definitely a rule breaker and like like to like to just like do things differently and so the, those two aspects have combined to like yeah i've, I've run like products giveaways on airplanes before and like i've i've had i've had flight attendants allow me to get on the on the intercom and be like hey like my name is parker and i founded this granola company in seattle and i know you know we're all flying from there and we're gonna do a product giveaway so i'm gonna walk around the plane and like if you want to participate like just put your receipt number in and like people most of the people think it's like hilarious and are pretty excited about it obviously there are some people that are like don't talk to me um so i've done that a couple times um there's been times i've been sitting at I live on a floating home and right across there's a dock and, you know, it was in the summer, my windows open and I heard someone just say the word granola and I like got triggered and I stood up from my desk and like yelled out the window and I'm like, did you just say the word granola? And the guy looks at me and he's like, uh, like, yeah, like I got my friends like have this granola snack that we just got. And I was like, don't leave yet. Like they were in their kayaks and I like quickly grabbed a bag and I like, go outside. I was already in my bathing suit because I wear my bathing suit 24 seven in the summer and like jumped in the water and, sw- and swam them over like a bag. And they were just going for like a casual kayak and they, they, they like were recording me and they thought it was like the most crazy thing ever. And it kind of was, <laughs> but there's just stuff like that where like, I just don't think those people will ever forget that experience and like tell other people about that. Um, and like, you know, just like it, it almost becomes like folklore um, where it, it becomes self-serving in some ways where it's like I'm having an awesome one-on-one interaction. They're telling their friends about it. And then on the back end, like those stories and that content, like are proof points for maybe like investors to give us money or for retailers to be like, wow, like this guy, this kid's really passionate about his brand. Like clearly there must be something here if he's super excited about it. Right. Um, so for me, it's, they're, they're almost just like opportunities to like, like it almost justifies me acting like a fool in public. And then I can just be like, Oh, I'm doing it for the brand. In reality, I'm just like having a blast. I love that. <laughs> and I think, I mean, it's important to have fun though, too, because I think, you know, building a, a consumer packaged goods brand, like it's, it's not just a one year, two year, like, Hey, I'm going to do this quick. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a long game. It's a, it's a hard game. And so finding ways that you can have fun and also like build customer engagement and these experiences that a person will never forget, like that's just a win-win that also helps you stay in the game long-term. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost like re-energizing for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, t- to put it bluntly, Jesse, I mean, this, this game sucks. Like mm-hmm. anybody who's telling you that like, this is super easy or like every day is awesome is lying. Like eight out of 10 days, you're basically getting like punched in the face. And so like, what do you do to like make it through that? You know, it's like, okay, like, you know, you, you you've got to find the, the, the other joys in the business to, to make every single day a good one. Mm-hmm. And think talking through kind of overcoming, uh, you know, obstacles while things that happen that I think there's also a story that involves renting a boat, 
some 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 jail and uh, some some an an investor meeting. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? So good, yeah. I have I've had oh my god, I've had the year through living in the in the van for a full year, and then it actually broke down in New Mexico, like near the border. That was like a whole other ordeal. That was actually after what the story I'm about to share with you happened. But this is definitely like my biggest like. O-S-H-I-T moment um, where, yeah, so so Jared and I were talking, and again, this is only after we had met for like five minutes, and Jared had like insinuated a couple times that he like really wanted to live out of the van or kind of like do what I was doing, and I was like, okay, like, dude, you want to do it? Like, whatever, like, I'm not one to like, you know, I'm just going to trust him. Like, I just felt really trustworthy with him. So he was like, yes, so I flew into California, which is where I was, and I left the keys for him. I was actually gone. So I didn't even interact. I just like left the keys for him, and I... Uh, found like a Craigslist to like, or a boat or a sailboat on Craigslist to like rent out and live for six, you know, I was probably gonna live in it for like eight weeks and then go pick up the van because Jared was going to Europe. And so I'm living out of this sailboat and it's kind of this like sketchy dude on Craigslist and, you know, like there wasn't a whole lot of talked about, there weren't any like contract signed and it was just like cheap and um, I one weekend a friend was in town and we like took it out sailing to Catalina Island and I had asked the owner before like if I could go sailing and he always was kind of just like nonchalant I was like oh yeah maybe this weekend would be a good time like I don't know and so I thought it was all good and I'm like paying this guy and he he basically freaked out and like claims of stealing the boat and I shared my location with him and I was on Catalina Island and and, and, he, and he sends the sheriff and I got arrested on Catalina Island for a felony. I got arrested for Grand Theft Vessel, which basically means I'm like stealing a boat, which is absurd. <laughs> and so I spent, I spent the night in jail on Catalina Island and I remember sitting there and like less than 48 hours later in Florida, I, I was supposed to go out to dinner with, with this potential investor. He was like a good friend of a current investor. And all of my possessions were on this boat, which was now a stolen good. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know, like, if I'm going to get out of jail. Like, am I going to have, like, a felony now? Like, how am I going to get, the, like, am I going to be able to get back in time to, like, catch my flight? Like, I don't have any of my things. And just remember being like, okay, well, like, you better just hang tight and, like, really, you know, try and hold yourself together here. And so, you know, I ended up being released the next morning, like, took the ferry back crashed on a friend's couch, caught my flight, flew to Florida, like went straight and got dinner with this guy and was in the same clothes that I that I wore to jail to 48 hours prior. <laughs> and that was just like a whole saga. And then I picked up the van and then, and then after I picked up the van, the van broke down like less than a week later in, in New Mexico and like was dealing with that for like three weeks. It was just a, a nightmare. Yeah. Quick pause here and a sneak behind the curtain. I was quite nervous during this interview because we had recently switched recording platforms and everything was looking totally different despite my testing. At this point, Parker has just told me a story about basically being accused of being a pirate. And my response is, yeah. Listening back through, I just felt you had to know that I actually love this story. And I think Parker's resilience and ability to make the best out of a situation is incredible. Well, what other ways do you, you know, with working at the pace that you're at and, you know, you mentioned how like hard it is to do this and that, you know, consumer interactions really energize you. What else do you do to kind of like keep your motivation and energy and like take care of your health when these like wild things happen, either just in life or the business? It's a super great question. It's really nice and cathartic to to have like a little like other friends that are in similar you know, similar spaces. So like I'll chat with, there's like two or three other founders that, you know, I just like get on the phone and chat with and it's super energizing, you know, and and it's just like nice. They just listen, you know, and and then they talk. It's just super, it's, it's, it's almost like therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, Other things for me is just like having, you know, like you just got to take time. Like there's always going to be things to do. And that's, you know, some days, even if they're really 
important things to do. And it's like, all right, I'm not feeling it. Like I'm, I'm going to go do something I find joy in, you know, and I try and, I try and keep the activities that I find joy in close and like, make sure I'm doing them normally. And, and you know, they're, they're usually can be energizing. And then on top of that, it's just like getting sleep and staying hydrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. It's every single day is a challenge, but we're having fun, aren't we? Yeah. Well, and you also recently got into some Kroger, at least I'm familiar with the one closest to me, Fred Meyer, but a Kroger banner. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about like working with Kroger? Like what was, you know, did you go through the traditional process yeah. of, you know, submitting what, with all the normal deadlines? What did it look like to get in? Like really curious about the launch and just very grateful that now I can drive to Fred Meyer and, you know, pick up a uh, pickup yeah, product. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, most of like the bigger retailers that we've gone into have all been through just like back channel, unique networking. It's all been network oriented. Um, so for them, I got connected with their she, she manages like their innovation um, aspect. Her name's um, Holly. <laughs> I hope she doesn't get mad at me that I said that. Um, her and I are like quite friendly at this point, but we like got randomly connected. Someone was like, "Oh, I'm good friends with this woman, Holly, and she manages innovation. It could be cool to connect you guys." And like the whole van thing is really great. I think she'd love it. And we got connected, and she's just awesome. Like she's super passionate about the space. She loves like a little guy. And we got connected, and we've like stayed in touch ever since. And and she and like you know, I wasn't like selling her any products, and we just be kind of became friends. And then she hit me up one day randomly and was like, "Hey, like you should submit right now. We're like bringing in a couple brands um, into." Uh, like like doing like a King Super or like Q- King Supers in Colorado, QFCs in, in Seattle, like Fred Meyer and, and kind of PNW, and like we're like we're really tailoring the stores in each um, in each banner to like to like all of our like higher income stores and like you know like there's no slotting fees and 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 it's not the entire store footprint. It's really just like a select amount of stores for you to just be like, hey, what does this look like? can you succeed here? Right. And like, we believe this program gives like small, more innovative, higher end brands, like the best opportunity to to succeed in our type of banners. Um, and so that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We got in, we actually didn't move forward with QFC. We moved forward with King super in Colorado and then Fred Meyer. Uh, and, and it's been pretty good. Like, you know, some stores are super hit or miss. Um, I will say, and like the velocities are just definitely like a lot slower than like they would be at like, a, you know, like a higher end health food store. Right. Um, so so it, it's, it's been an awesome experience just to, like really understand the channel to be like, what does this channel actually really look like? Like how should I be modeling out and forecasting out um, something for this type of channel? And it was super, just like low risk and like really like they've been really great to work with and really friendly and like really responsive um i'm a fan of them so it was kind of this like back channel opportunity um where now it's like okay like if we do well like like they'll allow us you know to to look at more stores or you know if if we're like hey like we're not interested in being an x y or z store like we haven't sold anything there like they're pretty flexible and pulling you in and out of schematics on a store by store basis yeah that's really interesting because i think when i saw Jared, part of his mission had been to check all the Fred Meyer stores and was going to each one and looking at the, you know, how it looked in the set. So that's super cool. Mm -hmm. Like, are there any like, you know, learnings so far or, you know, adjustments to, you know, the things you're thinking through of, oh, if we expanded into more of these types of stores that you're like starting to, you know, plan for the future that have changed how you think about it? Yeah, definitely just like merchandising, you know, just different different strategies to merchandise and like how do you get additional facings? How do you get better placement on shelf? And like how, how should you be thinking about promos? Like how how how, do, how does the consumer shop like promos here? Um, just things like that are definitely interesting. And yeah, there are definitely like some stores where we're like, this just doesn't make any sense. Like we're not going to do well here, right? Um, so just getting like a, like a tangible feel, like it's so easy to look at something on paper and think you understand it. And then it's a whole different story to go and actually see it. Um, 
So just back to, you know, I know you had asked earlier about like Jared being in the van and me being in the van. You know, Jared just did two months in the van. And it's just like cool to connect on that level and, and be able to like really see, like really see like where is the consumer buying the product? Like what does it look like on shelf in different regions? And like really get that intimate knowledge um, and understanding of that consumer, you know, when you're sampling product to them and you're seeing at like who are the other competitors on the shelf and what's the price point and, and whatnot. And so just being able to have that firsthand knowledge, I think is super valuable. Right. Do you, do you see, you mentioned like having really great, you know, traffic to your website, um, you know, for people coming and learning about topics for, for a chain, you know, for a store like Fred Meyer, do, do you think about marketing tactics differently or anything that you're going to be, you know, executing uh, to help support some of those velocities? Um, I mean, for, for now, it's, 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 it's more like traditional, you know, like promotional support and, and retail support. So like sampling and doing different um, promotional activities and, and different merchandising and, and trying to look at different ways of displaying. And then, yeah, I mean, we'll definitely try and do some, you know, like try and inform consumers and, and people who, who we are in touch with of like where we are available. Right. Um, so, you know, nothing super unique or, um, or ground shattering, I, I think, when it comes to, to that retailer now. Yeah. I, I also you mentioned before we hopped on that there was an interesting opportunity potentially coming up in Asia. And I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about that and what you're thinking about there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've had this cool opportunity come across our desk. So um, we I, I, there was this this guy that was reaching out for a couple months and it's like, hey, like we think there's a great opportunity in, you know, in China. And I'm kind of like, OK, like, I don't know, you just get so many emails that are just <laughs> yeah. spammy. And I'm just like, all right, this seems there's a lot of like red flags here. And then it, he kind of was pretty persistent. And then he started sharing like pieces of content that like they had taken of ours and like transferred to like Cantonese um, or like Cantonese uh, subtitles. It was like, we've been sharing these with our retailers. The granola cereal market's growing really rapidly in Asia. Like we really focus on these tier two, tier three uh, cities where all of like the, the middle and like wealth income gap is growing or, or diminishing rather. And we want to only bring your product to market for granola and cereal. And like, we already have all these interested retailers and we'll do everything. Like, just take a call with me. And I'm like, okay, like, I'll take a call. And I've been taking calls with this distributor and they're really interesting. They, they've been distributing into Ch primarily China and South Korea. Now a little bit of Japan focused on tier two and tier three cities. So when I say tier two or tier three, it's like, it's not like Beijing, right? That, that's like a tier one. They're focusing on these cities where like, you know, like, 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 like the median income has gone from like $500 a month to like $2,500 a month um, in a matter of like three to five years. Right. So you're seeing that type of growth in the middle class and in Western societies and like in, in these markets, like a, a, a symbol of wealth and status and development is, is, is consuming and buying Western products. So that is sort of one angle. There's also an angle where it's like people are becoming a lot more health focused. Um, and then lastly, like like the cereal granola, like eating occasion in the breakfast has, has been rapidly growing at like. I want to say the keg right now is like over ten and a half percent. And right now, like there was an interesting survey I just saw, um, and it was in I think it was in South Korea, but like over fifty percent of consumers choose um, are choosing like quote unquote like a cereal thing as their preferred breakfast each morning. Um, and this is a relatively new category. So, anyways, our distributors like we want we believe like in in the market we're chatting with our retailers who also believe in in this category. And like they want us to go get a Western brand, and like we have selected you as like the one Western brand we want to bring to market. And like we love the mushroom angle because it's really well understood here in Asia already. The branding feels really friendly and like approachable from from more of like an Asian consumer. 
um, you know, like we will like, like they have front, they'll pick it up from our warehouse. And like, it just seems like a really cool opportunity. So I've just been vetting it and doing due diligence and, you know, tapping into my network, trying to really understand the opportunity and understand like the associated risks, um, right. Of, of potentially moving forward with something like this, or even just like the opportunity cost of spending time here. Right. Yeah. That sounds very interesting though. And I'm excited to follow along and, you know, see, see where that goes. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited too. And it, and it could just be like a really cool just revenue channel to help like and, and, and kind of profitability channel to help like support more of like a US wholesale channel, right? Which which just requires a bit more, um, can just require a bit more like upfront capital. So yeah, I'm also wondering if you can share because I think that you're you I mean, you've met so many people from your van journey, you also like talking with you you know, when I met with you, like you're, you're a reader, like you're really like you're digging into lots of resources, you're meeting lots of interesting people. Like, how do you kind of, you know, how do you think through like, okay, how much do I dig into and learn from other people? How do I decide what's right for me and my business? Like, you know, yeah. how, how do you kind of evaluate those pieces and think about like, you know, what do I, what are, what do I do next what's right for my business because there's so much information and you've met so many incredible people but also you have to make you're the one at the end of the day that has to decide the next step for forage so like how do you balance all those things and, and think through those pieces yeah it's a, it's a great question and like yeah you have to like follow your nose but also like be like you know to take a stick you know take a step back at, at all these and like i just think it comes down to like having people in your corner who you trust and like you you have to like be talking things out with other people and validating thinking and ideas um, constantly. And then, you know, it's like you're, you're running kind of a risk evaluation and opportunity cost evaluation at all times. So like right now, like I'm diving into some of this Asia stuff and digital product development. It's just like other parts of the business, like have just been a little quieter for me. And like Jared's gotten more up to speed on like handling more of the sales. And so it's enabled me more time to be putting towards other, you know, exciting initiatives. So it, I don't know. There's, I don't think there's a great answer to that. And I think everybody does that really differently. Um, and so, you know, for me, it's a little bit of like following, following your nose and like, you know, continuing to like keep the right partners involved and like tapping on your network to say, Hey, is, does this sound right to you? This sounds right to me. Or do you have a different opinion or, or take here? Right. Yeah, for sure. I think it's helpful to even know that, you know, that there isn't a right answer and just to hear how other people think through and that it's yeah. tough to decide. And it's important, like you said, to have the people in your corner that you can trust and build those relationships um, to na help navigate all the wildness that this industry is. Yeah, it's, it's just mass chaos. Well, what else should we, you know, keep an eye out for, you know, in the in the coming year and everything like are yeah. you know, do you see what what do you kind of see next for you know, continuing to, to scale. We've talked about a lot of things that are coming up, but you know, are, do you, are you thinking yeah. hiring more team members, more retailers, like what's coming up next as well? Yeah, we, we've got an exciting launch coming up with, um, with Sprouts here in January. So that'd be super cool. Amazing. Um, yeah, we've got, you know, like, like kind of new, this like new branding is going to be super fun. I've been building out this like whole brand cast of characters and just like different development there. I'm really excited about um, we're working on this like meal replacement slash breakfast bar concept. That's really good. I'm like very excited about that. I don't know. Just, I don't know. You know, it's just, just fun to hang out with people in the scene. Right. And I love engaging with everybody. So I, I've just had a blast and, and I'm grateful for, for just the whole community and, and, you know, some of the stuff you guys are doing to foster it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and one other question would be, you know, as you've been on the road and, you know, and just how you engage with so many people. Are there any other, like, I'm sure it's hard to pick a favorite, but any other like favorite interactions or stories that stand out of just like, mm. man, if I hadn't been out 
in the world talking to people, I wouldn't have had this this interaction that turned it out being really critical and really important to you. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like the road trip, I feel like built like 80% of the opportunities that we're looking at right now. Um, but I don't know, one of the interactions I really loved um, was, uh, uh, well, and, and, and I've talked about it on LinkedIn before, but like I got, was on the road and I got a, an email from a customer who had had a bad experience with a product from that she bought from a store. And I, the store that she referenced, I knew I was nearby. And so I quickly emailed her back and was like, hey, oh my God, I'm so sorry. This is horrifying for me. Like, I'm literally driving around here in Southern California where, you know, like, where do you live? I'll come to your house right now and bring you product. And she like, she really back and like thought I was lying. And she's like, okay, LOL, like, here's my address. And I like, showed up like in 10 minutes and I like emailed her and I was like, I'm in your driveway. <laughs> and she came out and there's just this awesome photo of us. And she was super excited. And like, she told me, she like told all her friends and all her friends like buy and love my product now or buy and love forage. And, and she gave me she, during COVID something that she had done. And with like her daughter and like her daughter's friends, it's they had started painting rocks and like just creating like these cool little like painted rocks. And they had this garden of all these painted rocks. And she's like, I'd love to give you one. And in the garden, there was a Where's Waldo painted rock. And so I took that one and it still is in the van. It's been in the van for like, I don't know, eight, nine months now. It's freaking awesome. That's amazing. Oh, I love that. Well, I definitely encourage everyone. I will link in the show notes, you know, a link to your LinkedIn. Everyone should definitely cool. go to forage.co, which is F-O-R-I-J.co. Mm -hmm. And you can also follow that same forage.co on Instagram. So I hope everyone goes and checks that out. And then you can, you know, find the product in Sprouts, go to Fred Meyer, King Supers. Or what other places should people go if they want to find, you know, check out the products? Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of depends where you're living. But yeah, we're opening up in Sprouts. Sprouts, like King Super, Fred Meyer, PCC, Met Market, Lazy Acres, Jimbo's. Um, we're in like public screen wise locations. We're launching in Shaw's, in a subsect oh, nice. of Shaw's in January, which would be pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. That's a good majority of the list. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah. then we'll. All state. Um, I look forward to exploring your your digital um, products and you know components as well to for yeah, boosting I'm brain function. Super super excited about that as well. So just really appreciate you coming on the show, sharing you know sharing stories with us. We're so glad you're in the startup CPG community and so glad I've been able to meet both you and Jared. And so yeah, just appreciate you hanging out today and sharing with us with our with our you know audience. Yeah, as always, been super fun. Awesome. Well, thank you. Encourage everyone to to follow along and uh, look forward to seeing you again in person sometime. Yeah, same. I know. I know. I'm hopefully soon. Thank you for listening in today. I'm so honored you joined me for this conversation and I love hearing from you all with feedback, suggestions, or if you just want to say hi at podcast at startupcpg.com or you can find me on LinkedIn. If you liked this episode, we'd love for you to share it with a friend or colleague, subscribe so you don't miss future episodes, and maybe even leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you aren't yet in our Slack community of founders and experts, we'd love to see you there. You can get the free invite at startupcpg.com and find all our other awesome resources there like webinars, databases, the blog, the magazine, and virtual and in-person events. And if you found yourself rocking out to our intro and outro music, which I do every single time, make sure to check out the Super Fantastics on Spotify. It's the band of our startup CPG founder, Daniel Scharf. I'm Jesse Freitag, your host and producer. And on behalf of the whole team at Startup CPG, thank you for being here and see you next week.